You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week we present a pub quiz style program with four rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each, in addition to a music round and bonus anagram. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Similar to a pub quiz experience, we serve up a fun mix of trivia as well as friendly banter. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 225 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I am joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi, Kelly. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing? Freezing my buns off these days, but you know, no real complaints. Super fun lineup for everyone today. But before we get into it, just a reminder that we have a visual roundup on our website. Also, quite a few new five-star reviews have trickled in. We always love seeing those. So huge thanks to Shorty614, Don't Call My Name, 521, John MV, and Hockey Guy 911 Thanks, guys. Whoop, whoop. And we also have a handful of new patrons. Welcome aboard to Harrison, Ryan, Suzanne, Mary, Stephen, and Meredith. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for your support. Yeah, thank you all. It really means a lot to us. One last thing before we get to that anagram, a big happy birthday to Lauren from Corinne. Happy birthday, Lauren. We hope you have an awesome one. Happy birthday, Lauren. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is Hot Mall Abs. H-O-T-M-A-L- L A B S. And the question that goes with this anagram is What sculptor, known for his monumental pieces, including many famous cabinet busts, was born in Massachusetts in 1819? Moving on to round one. Round number one goes out to patrons Caitlin and Connor. Hi, guys. This one's for you. It is called Roughing It. We are wilding out with this camping-themed general knowledge round that will leave you wanting s'more. Thanks, Caitlin and Connor. Question number one. Cowboy camping is defined as camping without what? Question number two. Directed by Eli Roth, what 2002 cult classic horror comedy film centered on a group of college kids who go camping and fall victim to a flesh-eating virus. Question number three. Named after Robert E. Lee's chief of artillery during the American Civil War, Camp Pendleton is located in what eastern U.S. state? Question number four. A cousin to tents, what portable, more structured dwelling is typically covered in a waterproof canvas and can house up to 15 people? Question number five. A camping treat staple, s'mores first appeared in cookbooks in what decade 
that also introduced televisions, traffic lights, and vacuum cleaners. Question number six. With more than 500 locations in the U.S. and Canada, what is the world's largest franchise of privately owned campgrounds? Question number seven. A popular version of the quintessential campfire sing-along song, Kumbaya, was released by what trio best known for their hit, Puff the Magic Dragon? Question number eight. List one of the two college football games held annually at the Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, roughing it. Question number one. Cowboy camping is defined as camping without a tent. No, thank you. Very much not. No, thank you. I don't even want to go camping with the tent, let alone without a tent. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, too rough for me, girl. Question number two. The Eli Roth horror film that centered on a group of college kids who go camping is Cabin Fever. That was a fun one. I saw it in the theater and it was it was a wild ride. Question number three. Camp Pendleton is located in Virginia. So obviously the roots of Pendleton, I'm not a big fan of. It's the artillery number one dude for Robert E. Lee, which is like barf. Right. Can we not? But Pendleton wool, those flannels, those butch prints. Ugh. Love those blankets. Those flannels. Friend of the show there. Love it. I don't know if it's the same namesake. I think so, but I think that Pendleton Wool is based out of Oregon. I'm going to be disappointed if it's the same. I know, me too. Question number four. The tent-like waterproof canvas dwelling is a yurt. Some yurts are pretty cute. More home-like than a tent, so I'm listening. Yes. It's not a no. Question number five. S'mores first appeared in cookbooks in the 1920s. Genius. The perfect combination. It's so good. So good. Question number six. The world's largest franchise of privately owned campgrounds is KOA. Pop quiz Kelly, what does KOA stand for? No idea. <laughs> no guesses? Don't overthink it. Campgrounds of America with a K? Bing, bing, bing. What? Yes, Campgrounds of America with a K. Why did they had do it with a K? Because on the logo, then they can make the K look like a teepee. <laughs> Fair enough. C's don't look teepee-like enough. That's why. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah. Question number seven. A popular version of Kumbaya was released by Peter, Paul, and Mary. Kumbaya, someone's laughing.
And another fun fact is Kumbaya actually was also spelled with a C originally, and they changed that to a K so that it also looked like a teepee. There you go. (laughs) Just kidding. I made that up. (laughs) Question number eight. You needed to list one of the two annual college football games held at Camping World Stadium in Orlando, and they are the Citrus Bowl or the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl and the Pop-Tarts Bowl. It's hard to take either of these names seriously, you know. Dumb. (laughs) But also Cheez-It Citrus. I'm not loving that combo. No, what? Kind of gross sounding there, but yeah. I believe the Citrus Bowl was just last weekend. The one I was texting you about that I randomly was watching, Alabama and Michigan, right? Wasn't that the Citrus Bowl? Yeah, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. Michigan won. I know things about college football, guys. I know. Go sports. One guy hurt his leg. One team was red. Next question. How about next round? Let's do it. Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one goes out to patrons Charles and Faith. Hi, guys. Apparently, Charles and Faith are very into musical theater. So this round's for you. It is called All That Jazz. There's no business like show business with this music round consisting of Broadway hits. A little bit different this week because instead of listing the song title and recording artist for a half point each, we need you to list the song title and musical the song was from for a half point each. Thank you, Charles and Faith. One. And the living is easy. Fish are jumping. And the cotton is her. Two. Some things I cannot change, but till I try, I'll never know. Too long I've been afraid of losing love, I guess I must. Well, if that's love, it comes at much too high a Three.
last till forever. Tell me the bad times are clean washed away. Eight. Here are the answers for round two, All That Jazz. Song number one was Summertime from the musical Porgy and Bess. Summertime. Song number two was Defying Gravity from the musical Wicked. Song number three was Wig in a Box from the musical Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Song number four was And I'm Telling You I'm Not Going from the musical Dreamgirls. Song number five was Don't Rain on My Parade from the musical Funny Girl. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Song number six was Ease On Down the Road from the musical The Wiz. Song number seven was Suddenly Seymour from the musical Little Shop of Whores. And song number eight was Satisfied from the musical Hamilton. So I'm not a huge fan of musicals, although I say that and then I like the musicals, but the actual songs, I'm not one to buy the soundtracks and know all the songs. But all that said, my favorite song on this list is definitely Summertime. I didn't even realize it was from Porgy and Bess. The version that I included is the original version that was very popular. It was Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. And they're just, you know, some of the greatest musicians of all time. But that song's amazing. I mean, Jennifer Hudson can sing anything. Barbara Streisand, legend. So just a few really big numbers on this list for sure. So hopefully Charles and Faith enjoyed it. Yeah, there's some good ones. Moving on to round three. Round number three was a fun one to write. This one actually goes out to our birthday girl, Lauren, from Corinne. Lauren's go-to is a turkey sandwich. So this round is called Between the Buns. Chomp into this satisfying round all about sandwiches. Happy birthday, Lauren. Question number one. What eccentric comedic legend that passed away in July of 2023 has a last name that is also a type of sauerkraut and corned beef sandwich. Question number two. Featured in the 2013 animated film Frozen, what song includes the lyrics, We finish each other's sandwiches? That's what I was going to say. Question number three. 
The meat sandwich served on a short baguette known as banh mi originated in what Asian country? Question number four. What former spokesperson for the sandwich chain Subway was convicted of child sex crimes in 2015? Question number five. Born in 1935, what music legend is known for enjoying a signature sandwich consisting of peanut butter, banana, and bacon, all smashed together? Question number six. What New Jersey-based sandwich chain with roughly 2,000 locations is known for its cherry pepper relish and has featured Danny DeVito in a series of ads and commercials? Question number seven. In Jewish cultures, the karech or Hallel sandwich is eaten during what week-long holiday in April that celebrates the biblical story of the Israelites' escape from slavery in Egypt? Question number eight. What 1985 iconic John Hughes film features a scene where Ali Sheedy's character makes and consumes a sandwich filled with pixie sticks and Cap'n Crunch. We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, between the buns. Question number one. The comedic legend that passed away in 2023 that has a last name that is also a type of sandwich is Paul Rubens. That was a sad loss for sure. He was a talented, funny dude. Question number two. The Frozen song that includes the lyrics, we finish each other's sandwiches is... Love is an open door. And when I typed up this slide, I accidentally typed love is an oven door. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Ooh. That's not right. No. That is different. Question number three. Bon Mi originated in Vietnam. I've never had one of these. People love them, though. What? They're so good. Are they? I think it's the perfect sandwich. Is it just like pickled veggies and shredded meats and stuff on a sticky bun? On a baguette. Mm. Oh, yeah. And like cilantro. Ooh. They're delicious. Jalapenos. Okay. They're perfect. Question number four. The former Subway spokesperson convicted of child sex crimes is Jared Fogel. He's a real turd, that one. For real. This is bad news. He's the worst. I think as part of his punishment, he should also have to spend the rest of his life in one leg of um, an oversized pair of pants. <laughs> yes. You know how he would appear on the commercials wearing only one leg of his old pants? Oh my goodness. What if he just was confined to that single pant leg for the rest of his days for being such a monster? I mean, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I should have been a judge. <laughs> Gavel down. Bam. Question number five. The music legend known for a signature sandwich consisting of peanut butter, banana, and bacon is Elvis Presley. It doesn't sound bad. It sounds very savory, but about those heart problems, that 
That's a lot right there. It is. I'm concerned. Yeah. I'd have to like shove it down with a shoehorn to try to even swallow that mess. That's crazy. (laughs) Question number six. The New Jersey-based sandwich known for its cherry pepper relish is Jersey Mike's. This is my go-to when I want a sandwich, Kelly. Did you know that? No, really? You know, I should have had this question be number seven because the Jersey Mike's sandwich that I love is a number seven. Oh, really? I didn't know. <laughs> yes. A missed opportunity. <laughs> Clearly. Mm-hmm. Only the real Ricky Lime fans would have gotten it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Big Jersey Mike's fan over here. Okay, okay. A little post pickleball stop. Hell yes. <laughs> question number seven. In Jewish cultures, the karech or halal sandwich is eaten during... Passover. Question number eight. The John Hughes film that features a scene where Ali Sheedy's character makes a pixie sticks and cap and crunch sandwich is The Breakfast Club. Such a good scene. That crunch, come on, where she just crunches into it and everybody around her is horrified. It's so good. So good. Iconic. Iconic. One of my favorite go to sandwiches when I was left to my own devices as a wee lad was. White bread, buttered, with Cool Ranch Doritos inside. And that was it. Oh, wow. Okay. Also, a a good crunch in that sandwich. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Moving on to round four. Round number four goes out to newlywed patrons, Kenzie and Zach. Hi, guys. Congratulations. Zach threw out a few topics that I could write rounds on and then was like, or you could just write a round on Beyonce, but then expressed that Kenzie would wipe him clean if I did that. So I was like, cool, I'll do that. (laughs) So this round is for you guys or really just for Kenzie. It is called Bow Down. All hail Queen Bay. We are bowing down and paying our respects to a diva and living legend, Beyonce. Thank you, Kenzie and Zach. Question number one. Homecoming, the live album, documents Beyonce's 2018 live performance held at what annual music festival in California? Question number two. In 2002, Beyonce made her feature film debut playing Foxy Cleopatra in what Austin Powers film installment? Question number three. When Kanye West stormed the stage and rudely interrupted Taylor Swift's 2009 VMA acceptance speech, it was because he felt what Beyonce video should have won instead. Question number four. List one of the two teams competing for the 2013 NFL Super Bowl championship when Beyonce headlined the halftime show for a point. Question number five. Beyonce co-founded what athletic wear clothing line in 2016? Question number six. In 2015, Beyonce attended fundraisers and headlined a concert in support of what presidential candidate? Question number seven. What critically acclaimed double album was released by Beyonce in April of 2016, accompanied by a 65-minute film of the same name? Singles from this album include Sorry and Formation. 
Question number eight. Before finding fame with Destiny's Child, Beyonce was a member of the group Girls' Time, which appeared on what TV talent competition hosted by Ed McMahon? The group were beat out by a rock band named Skeleton Crew. We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, bow down. Question number one. Homecoming, the live album, documents Beyonce's 2018 live performance held at Coachella. Question number two. In 2002, Beyonce made her feature film debut playing Foxy Cleopatra in Austin Powers in Goldmember. So dumb. You know, it's funny because I don't really see Beyonce having a sense of humor at all. <laughs> she seems like she is all diva all the time. Right. But then they tossed her in this jackass of a comedy. She'd never do this now. She looked good, though. She did. Question number three. Kanye West rudely interrupted Taylor Swift's 2009 VMA acceptance speech because he felt the winning video should have been single ladies put a ring on it. So I threw in this question because we actually referenced this last week during a Taylor Swift round. So from the other side of things, Kanye's whole rant was basically that he thought Beyonce should win, you know, and whether or not he's right or not, sit down. Yeah, and this wasn't even the peak of Beyonce's video powers, so... <laughs> No, but how classic is that video? It, it is so good. It is good. It is good. But also, I want to just add that Beyonce and Taylor are on great terms. They both had massive tours this year and were nothing but respectful to each other, you know, showing up and supporting each other. So. Shocker. Women supporting women. Enough crowns to go around. Question number four. You needed to list one of the two teams that competed for the 2013 NFL Super Bowl championship when Beyonce headlined the halftime show for a point, and they were San Francisco 49ers and Baltimore Ravens. And I believe the Ravens won. But related to the Niners, Beyonce actually presented Colin Kaepernick with some sort of a humanitarian type award and gave a really nice speech for him. Not at that Super Bowl, but around that time. Question number five. The athletic wear clothing line that Beyonce co-founded in 2016 is Ivy Park. She looks damn good in those ads. Yeah. <laughs> Mama's getting it done. They're very cool. <laughs> Seriously. I drive by this retirement facility, this old folks home on the way to Pickleball called Ivy Park. And I always just want to be like, guys, that name's taken. <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Question number six. In 2015, Beyonce attended fundraisers and headlined a concert in support of Hillary Clinton. And her backup dancers were all wearing pantsuits. Nice touch. Nice touch. Thank you for trying. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh. Question number seven. The 2016 Beyonce double album with a 65-minute film of the same name is Lemonade. Her magnum opus, in my opinion. Game changer, man. So good. Really perfect. Question number eight. 
Beyonce was a member of the group Girls Time, which appeared on the TV talent competition Star Search. That's Girls Time with a Y. Don't get it twisted. Sure is. Yeah, and they didn't even win. It's wild. They got beat out by some like young dude rock band that I think their only claim to fame is that they beat Beyonce on Star Search, you know? Right, which is crazy. I know, it's wild. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What cooking product is commonly abbreviated to EVOO? Question number two. What Grammy-winning Bob Seger title track from his number one hit 1980 album includes the lyrics, I remember how she held me oh so tight. Wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. Question number three. Total, hybrid, annular, and partial are the four main types of what natural phenomenon? Question number four. Based on the 2012 graphic novel The Coldest City, what 2017 action thriller film starred Charlize Theron as a top-level M16 secret agent? Question number five. Often paired with assault, what criminal offense refers to any unlawful offensive physical contact with another person by an aggressor? Question number six. What 1980 biographical musical film starring Sissy Spacek shares a title with a 1970 Loretta Lynn country hit? Question number seven. Born Mark Sinclair, what bald and buff actor has provided the voice for the character Groot in the Guardians of the Galaxy films? It's connection time. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. the answers for round five are connection round. The cooking product commonly abbreviated to EVOO is extra virgin olive oil. Yum. <laughs> Friend of the show. <laughs> I love olive oil. <laughs> Question number two. Whoa, Kelly. What was that? Was that you chowing down on a number seven? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Mike's way. Hold the onions. <laughs> It's a thing, Kelly. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it wasn't me enjoying a turkey sandwich. It was just a triple tater. Dang it. Dang it, indeed. If you correctly answer this question, you will receive three points instead of one. The 1980 Bob Seger title track with the lyrics, 
I remember how she held me oh so tight. Wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then is against the wind. Wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. Against the wind. Some sexy dad rock right there. You know how I feel about Bob Seeger. I do. The pro. Mm-hmm. I just slyly drop night moves on a jukebox and watch all the cougars sway in the bar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question number three. Total, hybrid, annular, and partial are the four main types of solar eclipses. Very cool stuff. New big deal. I think we have some heading our way this year, right? Oh, yeah? Hope so. So, think it's a big year for eclipsing. Question number four. The 2017 action thriller film that stars Charlize Theron as a secret agent is Atomic Blonde. And even though I have a very strong allegiance to the LGBTQ community, I'm just going to say Charlize Theron in Monster versus Charlize Theron in Atomic Blonde. It's no contest. (laughs) I'm turning my back on my community. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) Question number five. The criminal offense often paired with assault is battery. Question number six. The 1980s sissy spacek film that shares a title with a 1970 Loretta Lynn song is Coal Miner's Daughter. It's good stuff. It's a real classic there. Both the song and the movie. Question number seven. The actor who provided the voice for the character Groot in the Guardians of the Galaxy films is Vin Diesel. How did I not know this? Maybe just because he looks so tough and butch and then Groot is just that little guy, little guy voice. Right? Yeah. Who was the casting director that was like, I know just the guy to voice him. Right. I love it though. So good. I know. I kind of like it too. It's bizarre. Question number eight. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Extra virgin olive oil. Against the wind... Solar Eclipses, Atomic Blonde, Battery, Coal Miner's Daughter, and Vin Diesel. And all of those answers include a type of energy source. You know what my favorite energy source is? Tell me more. Number seven, Mike's Way, Hold the Onions. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Here I go, go, go. So dumb. (laughs) Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram this week is Hot Mall Abs. Hell yes to those hot mall abs. I'm working on them. New year, new me. (laughs) Just kidding. More like hot mall ibs. (laughs) Hot mall sandwiches. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The question that went with this anagram was, what sculptor known for his monumental pieces, including many famous cabinet busts, was born in Massachusetts in 1819? And the answer is Thomas Ball. Hot Mall Abs scrambles up to be Thomas Ball. Wonder if he was chiseling some Hot Mall Abs. Probably. Find me in the food court. Yum. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That does it for us. You need a sandwich. I do. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week with more trivia. Until then. Later, taters. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. We hope you enjoyed playing along. If you did, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple iTunes to help boost our show ratings and get the word out. We might even give you a shout-out on a future episode. Tune in every week for new episodes. 
We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback. Our email is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. On our website, you can find a printable PDF scoring sheet, which you can use to play along with every episode. We also have links to past episodes, monthly bonus visual rounds, exciting announcements, and more. Follow us on social media for weekly answer reveals, round reveals, and exciting announcements. And if you find yourself in Southern California and want to catch one of our weekly live quizzes, join us on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. in Long Beach at Beach Garden Social House. This week's background and answer break music was Atmospheric by Penguin Music. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California and Lawrence, Kansas. Special thanks to our friends, families, and all of our trivia buddies. This episode has been hosted and written by Kelly Sharon and Ricky Lime, edited by Ricky Lime, and features an intro song by Ricky Lime. Until next time, later later, taters. Mike's way, hold the onions. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.